Amen. Well, this morning I want to share a word with us that was um, it was shared on Watch Night Embrace Service, the third, um, obviously the first of uh, January. So those of us who were able to attend our Embrace Service, Pastor Joe shared this word about Kingdom Impact, which is our mission, our theme for the year. And for the benefit of those who are not there, I'm going to go over parts of the word and then elaborate on other things. But the focus is on kingdom impact or what it means to us as a congregation in Medway, as well as what it means to the body of Christ as far as the mission and the things that God wants us to do as Christian and fellowship in 2020 and beyond. So I'm just going to pray and then I'm going to go into this word. Father, we just want to thank you again. Thank you for the privilege of being able to come into your house and to spend time in your presence. I pray that, Lord, that you will help this word to speak to us. Unite us, O oh God, in joining as one to promote and advance your kingdom for your glory. We pray that, Lord, that you will speak into our hearts and help us to draw closer to you. So we thank you and we bless you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So kingdom impact. What is kingdom impact? Matthew 6, 33, this is the scripture that most of us, all of us should know, which is, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. Amen. Amen. Now this scripture is the foundation for everything that kingdom impact impact stands for seeking first the kingdom of God and his righteousness part of our purpose as children of God is to ensure that we seek God's kingdom first and under the umbrella of our overall purpose which is to worship God part of our purpose as children of God is to seek God's kingdom that is part of our purpose you know, when God made us, he made us as a form of worship, to worship him. But as part of that, worshipping him, underneath that also comes seeking God's kingdom first. As part of the reason as to why God actually created us as his children. Now God's kingdom is simply God's rules, God's ways, God's will. And everything that demonstrates it, that is God's kingdom. So whenever you hear the kingdom of God, God's kingdom, etc., it means God's ways, his rules, his will. Everything that demonstrates that is God's kingdom. And in contrast, it means that our own rules, our own ways, and our own will has to come second to the kingdom of God. And we have to be subject to God's ways and his rules. So our priority as children of God, is defined in Matthew 6.33, which is to seek God's kingdom. And as we look into kingdom impact, and we're going to go into it, I really want to encourage you in 2020 this year to, to be deliberate in prioritizing God's kingdom and to seek to make sure that it's God's kingdom that you're prioritizing. It's another year, as we know, but it's another year where there are different things that will take place. There'll be different bills you have to pay. There'll be different challenges coming your way because every year all these things take place. But God's word, as I said before, never changes. Things around you will always change. There'll be different things happening in politics, different things. In your personal life, different things will take place. 
but God's word remains the same. And it's God's word that we have to hold on to and to make sure that we are prioritizing. But we're prioritizing not just his word, but God's kingdom, as the scripture says, by seeking first God's kingdom. The temptation for us to make sure to seek our own things first is, is always very strong because we want God to bless the things that we do. So naturally, we put our own things first. And then once we've addressed our own things and we're happy to an extent of how they are, then at times, then we look to the things of God and, and try to see what we can do. But that's not the priority. That's not what God's word says. God's word says that we should seek his kingdom first. His ways should be first. Things that demonstrate God's will should come first. Things that demonstrate the way that God's rulership, those things he expects us to put first in our lives. Not our own things. So I encourage us this year to ensure that we are reprioritizing these things by putting God's kingdom first. Amen? So what does it mean to impact? So the impact part of, of this mission, kingdom impact, is really impacting for Christ. And this scripture in Matthew 5, 13, I'm going to read from Matthew 5, 13 to 16. It says this, so you are the salt of the earth. But if the salt loses its flavor, how shall it be seasoned? It is then good for nothing but to be thrown out and trampled underfoot. You are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden. Nor do they light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a lampstand. And it gives light to all who are in the house. Verse 16, let your light so shine before men. Then your father, sorry, let your light show sign before them that they may see your good works and glorify your father in heaven. Amen. So part of the kingdom impact is that we have influence, impact with regards to our surroundings and in a similar way to how salt and light has impact. Now see, anyone that's eaten food that has no salt, you know the difference between where the food that has salt and food that has no salt. Exactly, it's tasteless. But when you add salt to food, that food may not, you may never consider even eating that food beforehand. But as soon as you add salt to it and then you taste it, because it, is, it's, it makes it more palatable to the taste, that food that you would never thought about eating before, all of a sudden, you will eat it. And that is how the kingdom of God is, to an extent. Now, God wants us to be like salt, so that those around us, when they look at God's kingdom through us, that the way that we live our lives is a way that makes the kingdom of God and how we live it palatable to them. It makes it seem attractive that they want to partake of it. In the same way that food that now has salt in it, people are more inclined to eat it because they, they believe that it has taste and able to, to, to digest it, etc. So that's the influence that, that, that God wants us to have as far as his kingdom is concerned. And in the same way with light, as it uses the scripture about salt and light. We know the difference. If there's darkness and there is light, it's a very clear difference. You cannot see in the darkness. As soon as light comes in, you can see. You're aware of what's happening. It informs your decision-making, etc. That is how God wants us also to be when it comes to uh, living out his kingdom. That through us, 
or through yourself, that those around you, because of the light that shines in you, that you are showing them elements of God's kingdom. You are showing them through how you live, how to be, how to demonstrate or reflect the things of God in your life. So when they see you, it's almost as though they see that there are answers to their problems or there are solutions to their problems because of how they see light shining through you. That's how God wants it to be. So sought and light. We are to be sought and light as part of influencing those around us to glorify God's kingdom. Amen? That really is the illustration of kingdom impact. And that is how God wants us to impact for his kingdom. So this impact uh, wording is, is a, it's used as an acronym as part of the mission of uh, Christian Life Fellowship for 2020. And I'll just go through what it represents. So each word represents, um, each letter represents a word that, that reinforces the impact uh, which we're looking to. So the I in impact is for influence, which I've just explained in that scripture. And it represents leadership and influence through Christ. God wants us to influence those around us. This includes influencing our people groups. Many of us have circles of friends, families, etc. God is looking to you to influence your circle of friends and your family for God's kingdom. He's looking for you. So you know how you are with your family, you know how you are with your friends. God is not just looking for you to just have friendships for the sake of friendships with your family and your friends. He's looking for you to influence them so that you can demonstrate God's kingdom to them. So God's ways and how you live, you demonstrate it to the people in those circles. God's will and how you live, you demonstrate that to people in your circles. So when they look to you, they are seeing demonstration of God's kingdom. So that's I, influence. M is for mission. And this mission is regards to fulfilling our mission to make disciples of all nations, both here and overseas. As, you know, as we know, in Medway, we, as well, obviously, in addition to us having a, a branch in Medway, we have two further plants that we're looking to plant in Huddersfield and in Jamaica. And Jean-Marc um, Marcia and uh, Nicholas are going to Huddersfield next week in order to uh, continue that work. And then later on in the year, um, Nicholas will be going to Jamaica. So that's a demonstration of the mission aspect. But on a day-to-day -day level, we don't have to be traveling on a plane to be on a mission because our mission is whatever is in front of you in your life. And as part of that mission, God is expecting you again to demonstrate his kingdom in the mission that God has given to you. So again, in the circles, on the groups that you have, God wants you to make disciples. In the same way that you have been discipled, God is expecting you to also make disciples. So my question to you this morning, one of the questions is, who discipled you? Who discipled you? Who is it that encouraged you to get to know the Lord? Because in the same way that you've been discipled, God expects you to, to make disciples of others. He's not wishing for it. He's not desiring it per se. But God expects you to make disciples. 
There's a P in impact. P is for prayer. Meaning that we require a devotion to pray. This is talking about prayer as a lifestyle. And the children of God and children that demonstrate the impact that, God, that we want God to have, we are expected to live a lifestyle of prayer. Then the A is for authority, meaning demonstrating, demonstrating kingdom authority. This means that we're allowing God's power to be demonstrated for us through signs, through wonders, through the supernatural, etc., to work through us and for us to be bold in doing so. You know, I'm going to speak a bit more about that later on. But one of the things that demonstrates kingdom impact is allowing the Holy Spirit to work through you to demonstrate signs and wonders. I remember Pastor Joe mentioned this at Watch Night Service, saying that unfortunately, in the in the circles that we are in, in the in the faith circles, in the Christian circles, that to see signs and wonders and the supernatural is a rarity. And that shouldn't be the case. And God should be using us, so we should be made available to be used of God to demonstrate his supernatural power on a day-to-day basis. And that's one of the things that we are praying this year, that God will help us, that as we look to him, look to his word, and for the Lord to use us in whatever situation, on a day-to-day, to demonstrate God's supernatural power, his healing power, his deliverance power, whatever it is, that we see a situation and we step in by faith, and we decree God's power on that situation. You, you may go to work or go out somewhere tomorrow and somebody could collapse on the floor. Go to that person and you pray with them and let the supernatural power of God be used through you to heal that person. These are things that God expects us to do. You know, sometimes you think, Lord, okay, Lord, bring circumstances my way. At times you don't, just live your life. As you live your life, circumstances will come. But it's for us to respond to what we see. So we're encouraged to demonstrate the authority of God through signs, wonders, and the supernatural. This isn't for people that have been in certain positions within church. You have to be a certain leader, or you have to have been a Christian for a certain number of years. It doesn't work like that. Because in the Bible, people that were converted the same day, some of them, they were used in a supernatural way because they were willing and they were available. So it's about the heart. So as long as we ourselves are willing and we're available and in our heart, all we want to do is, Lord, just use me. You will see how God will use you in a mighty way. And the scripture says that, you know, that we should, that we can do exceedingly abundantly above all we can ask, think, or imagine. That scripture is a real scripture. So you may think that you want to do something, but God is saying to you that I will do exceedingly abundantly, even more than what you are asking. And that goes for the supernatural. So allow the Lord to use you supernaturally as you become available to him in this area. Amen? C is for community. So C in impact is for community, meaning that it demands that we are a blessing to our community. So for us in Medway, God wants us to bless, to be a blessing to this area. You know, unfortunately, obviously, well, not unfortunately, but it's unfortunate to an extent. We don't have our own building as yet. So we're limited to, to, when we come together, to um, using this building on a Sunday. However, it doesn't mean that throughout the week, that different ones cannot come together, pray into a certain thing that you want to go into the community to and to do. Nothing is stopping us from doing that because God wants us to impact our community in different ways. 
we have the, the homeless ministry that the bros are doing, the food bank that hasn't really fully taken off. But again, if we communicate these things to the community, they will come and they will respond to it. But what is on your heart that you want to do in this community? What has God been speaking to you about that you can do? You know, sometimes you will get little promptings about doing something. You think, Lord, can I really do it? I remember Julianne had the same thing about the homeless. And she was doubting, could she do it? How many years on now? Look where it's taken. Look where the position that it's in now. So it begins with just making yourself available. God will speak. And I'm sure that there are many things that God has been speaking to different ones about doing in this community. My prayer is that as you hear or you heard something, that you obey whatever it is and allow the Lord to take you into whatever territory that he wants to take you in. Finally, for impact, T is for team. And this means that we require a team life as a local church. You know, one person or even a handful of people being focused on demonstrating God's kingdom isn't what God expects from us as a church. God expects the whole church to be united in advancing his kingdom. For everybody to be involved, demonstrating, working together to fulfill his kingdom. So we need each other. We all need each other to help to propel and to take God's kingdom forward. Amen? John 15, 8. Let's quickly read this. 8, verse 8 and verse 16 says, But this, my Father, by this my Father is glorified, that you must bear much fruit. So you will be my disciples. Verse 16. You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit and that your fruit should remain. That whatever you, you ask the Father in my name, he may give you. Amen. As you submit and as we submit to, the, to kingdom impact, I guarantee you that you will produce fruit. You will produce fruit. So what is kingdom impact? I, mean, I mentioned it before. But what is, sorry, what is the kingdom of God? I didn't mention that. So let me just read some scripture just to demonstrate what the kingdom of God is. I mentioned before, it's God's ways, God's will. But these scriptures bring out some other aspects. Romans 14 verse 17 says, For the kingdom of God is not eating and drinking, but righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. 1 Corinthians 4.20 says, For the kingdom of God is not in word, but in power. See, as noted in these two scriptures, God's kingdom involves a few things. It involves, number one, righteousness. In other words, living in a way that God approves of, according to God's will. That's what righteousness is. Whenever you hear or see righteousness, it's about living in a way that God approves of. It also mentions about, in those in two scriptures, living in peace and living in joy. That's given to us from the Holy Spirit. Remember I said before that God's word never changes. It will never ever change. So the things that God approves of, that also will never change. The things that God looks at and he says, yes, I'm, I'm happy with this. It will not change. In the same way the things that God says, 
that is wrong. I do not like those things in his word. Those things also will never change. Now see, we know the world that we live in. And once upon a time, a lot of the things that the world promoted in terms of their laws, policies, etc., they were in line with the things that God approved of. But as we know now, living in, the, in 2020, there are too many things that take place in this world that God does not approve of. So where do we stand when it comes to these things? Because many of us are going to be in, in situations where either you're at work or maybe you're at your children's school or something like that. And you're going to be asked about things that relate to things that God either approves of or God does not approve of. And that, in that situation, what are you going to do? Because remember what I said, God's word never changes. But the world around us will always change. So church, we have to resist the temptation to, to compromise when it comes to these things. People who are believing in all types of practices that are wrong in terms of what it could be uh, um, same-sex uh, uh, relationships, etc. And they will come to you genuinely in a professional capacity at work and speak to you about it. And you have to give your opinion. What are you going to say? Are you going to say, oh, I don't really have any opinion about that? Or are you going to say what the word of God says? I'm not saying what you should say, but I'm saying this is what God's word says. And this is God, part of God's kingdom is that we communicate God's will, what God approves of. And in the same vein, we make it clear what God does not approve of. So I encourage you that as we look to building on God's kingdom, that we resist every temptation to compromise. Because I'm telling you, as this year goes on and as years go ahead, you are going to be in very controversial situations in your personal life where you have to be very clear and you will be asked point blank, do you believe in this or not? And you cannot say, mm, I'm not too sure. You have to give a straight answer. What are you going to say? I encourage you right now that you need to lay foundations on promoting God's kingdom. Because the scriptures make it very clear. The Lord knows the beginning from the end and the end for the beginning. He's the Alpha and the Omega. So if you tell them that, sorry, but I don't promote same-sex marriages, and they make it part of you, because going forward, what's likely to happen is that in employment contracts, that they will put a clause in there to say that you must endorse certain lifestyle uh, activities. So same-sex uh, relationships, you have to endorse it in a certain way. It'll be part of your employment contract. So if you are at work, after you sign your contract, you didn't read those little terms there, and then they come to you and say, um, I've, I understand that you, you, you're not taking part in, in the, 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 the offices, whatever it is, to do with promoting same-sex. And then you say, well, I don't want to. But you signed up. The reason why we employed you, that was part of the terms you signed up to. So you have to. What are you going to do? Are you going to resign from your job because they told you to do Or are you going to compromise and go ahead knowing that God disapproves of this particular thing? 
These are realities I'm, I'm talking about. Because in the world that we're living right now, it's going to become more and more apparent that these are the things that God, that God approves of and these are the things that the world approves of. And there's going to be a clear contradiction between the two. But what are you going to do? So I encourage you to resist the temptation to compromise. So because of time, very quickly, four factors I want to mention regards to understanding the kingdom of God. So again, the kingdom of God, I keep saying, is God's ways, God's rules, God's will, and everything that underpins all those things. So four factors that, that, uh, that, I, that I'm going to note quickly un to understand in the kingdom of God. First one is that God's kingdom is spiritual and not of this world. It's spiritual and not of this world. His ways, his will, his rules are spiritual and not of this world. John 18, 36 quickly says, my kingdom is not of this world. If my kingdom were of this world, my servants would fight so that I should not be delivered to the Jews. But now my kingdom is not from here. God's kingdom is spiritual first. Number two, God's kingdom is supernatural and therefore is superior to the kingdoms of this world. Daniel 2.44 says, In the days of these kings, the God of heaven will set up a kingdom which shall never be destroyed and the kingdom shall not be left to other people. It shall break in pieces and consume all other kingdoms and it shall stand forever. This is the demonstration of God's kingdom in comparison to the kingdoms of this world. Because in this world, there are also kingdoms. There are rules, there are ways, and there are wills of this world, which, I'm, as I mentioned before, which will always clash with God's kingdom. But God's kingdom is supernatural in its origin. Number three, God's kingdom is powerful and overcomes the resistance of the world's kingdoms. First Corinthians 4:20. The kingdom of God is the kingdom of God is not in word but in power. And I want to close on this one. I just mentioned a few things here. I mentioned it before. God's kingdom is demonstrated. One of the ways it's demonstrated is by showing God's power, his supernatural power. And I really want to push this. I know Pastor Joe mentioned this before. But in terms of really allowing the Lord to, to demonstrate himself for us. When somebody who is not saved, someone who has no belief in God, sees God's power being shown through yourself, through you, in whatever supernatural way, automatically their hearts will change. Their minds will change. Because you are showing them something that they're not used to seeing. And I want to encourage you this year that as you ask the Lord to help you to demonstrate his power, that you respond to whatever situation that comes your way. I mentioned it before. People just around you that are not well, you pray for them and you tell them in advance that when I pray for you, whatever illness that you've had is going to go. So it's not just, oh, let me just pray for you and then you leave them. But make it clear. Um, do you want me to pray for you? Yes, please. But let me make it clear. When I pray for you, whatever that, if you've got the headache, after I pray, the headache is going to go. Really? Yes, it's going to go. And then you pray. And then the headache will go. So you're, 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 you're not setting them up, but you're making them clear by faith that this is what's going to happen because 
of God's power working through you. And I want to encourage you on a day-to-day basis, those of us with children, if your child is not well, tell them the same thing. Bring them, come here. Oh, that's the problem. Okay, I'm going to pray for you. When I pray, it's going to go. And those of us that have more than one, ch- one child, get them to pray for each other when they have the same, the same issues. Say, come, go and pray for your brother in the same way. Pray for your sister in the same way. So that we are showing to them that this is how the kingdom of God should be demonstrated. Let's pray because time is gone. I want you to speak to the Lord about God using you to demonstrate his kingdom. I remember the foundation of kingdom impact is seeking God's kingdom first. It's prioritizing God's kingdom. Now, on a personal level, there are many things that I know that I've not prioritized when it comes to God's kingdom. It's my own things I put first. And I've had to say, Lord, forgive me because my priorities have not been in the right place. And if, that, if that's also you, then I want you to pray and ask the Lord to forgive you. And if you're serious about it, ask the Lord to help you to reprioritize your life so that the kingdom of God, his ways, his rulership, his will comes first. And that scripture says all the other things he will bring. Everything else that you're believing God to bring. As you put God first and his kingdom, he will make sure that everything else that you need will come. But only if you seek him first. So let's begin to pray and ask him, Lord, help me to prioritize your kingdom. Just speak to him right now. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Father, you hear your children speaking out to you. Lord, I just want to stand in agreement with them concerning seeking your kingdom first. Father, forgive us where we have put other things before you. We put our own concerns, our own things in our lives, our personal things before you. And then we expect you to bless it and then we'll look at other things concerning you afterwards. Father, where we have done so, Father, forgive us. We pray that you will help us on a daily basis to prioritize you and your kingdom. Help us, our God, to be deliberate in looking to you and in seeking you first in everything that we have. I pray, O oh God, that you will cause our minds to change, our hearts to change. Let there be a new attitude, O oh God, to advance your kingdom and to be used to make disciples to those around us. I come against any plan of the enemy that will seek to bring a, a form of confusion in our minds where we are steadfast and wanted to promote our own things. Father, remove that from us and help us, O oh God, to be deliberate and focusing on you. So Lord, we thank you this morning. Help us to prioritize your kingdom on a daily basis. So we thank you and we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.